you're not doing a Chubby's book corner this week. You're doing something else. Yes, I am doing 411 with Chubby. And what does that mean? This is information, links, um, organizations um, that deals with the topic, you know, that could potentially help. For this topic, there are no books out there that's going to help. So I have some several links that I will post right now at the bottom so you guys can see them. And I will explain each of them. Um, but I feel like they're helpful doing my research that I found. I thought they were helpful. So that any books what that you said you had a, that it's not there are books out there, but not books that you have read that you could, you know, put behind like put um your name behind it that it talks about consent in a way that would be helpful. Right. Yeah, I I don't think there will be <laughs> So like for this one, um, the one of the links is called Rain, which I will actually it's just rain.org, I believe it is. Yeah. But um this one is a national sexual assault hotline. It's confidential and it's a 24 um seven um line that you know you could call. Uh also it's uh, a uh 800-656-HOPE. And they provide services for you, um, which in, in all aspects also. I found them and I thought they were helpful when I went to their online. And I was like, it was easy for you to, you know, find the information. Explanatory, basically. Yeah. So I, I thought that link would be helpful for everybody, you know. Um, and not all the yeah. links are only about sexual consent. Some of them are about uh, consent. and different types of consent uh, observed in organizations uh, to be aware of. Um, another one that I found, which is the second one you guys see there, amft.org. That one is um, the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. Ooh. So they deal with um, child sexual abuse, exploitation, high risk, um, the sexual behavior and pre uh, prevention, treatment programs also you know for the family and so they could talk you know and and see how they could overcome whatever traumas they have and so i thought that this link was also very helpful because it deals with the family dynamic and and not just one side of the you know mm. so third link you guys see there nctsn.org um, that one is the National Child Traumatic Stress Network for kids. They deal primarily for the kids and um, it helps with the parents and what parents need to know about sexual abuse. So their parent, the parents can actually be help, more helpful towards your child. You know, whatever happened to them, they're able to, you know, learn more about it and see what ways they could help. You know, if they don't know how to, they are able to help them with um, with that. It, it provides the help for parents, caregivers with tools to help them support children who have been victims of sexual abuse. Um, and information on the uh, importance of talking to children and youth about body safety and guidance and on how to respond 
when children disclose sexual abuse. So I thought it was very helpful because some parents don't know how to, they don't know how to read Right. The fourth one, I believe, is called stopitnow.org. Um, teach about consent and how that looks like and how that is. Um, they have resources uh, and support for adults to experience sexual abuse as children. So now you're an adult, so now it takes that into you know your adulthood so now you're able to get further help therapy works guys so you can find a therapist that um you know sexual abuse and rape and that that could you know walk you through all of this as well and then the next last link is the one you sent me uh privacysense.net uh different types consent can you um elaborate a little bit more on that one it focuses on three different types of consent that are um, observed in the workplace. Implicit, explicit, and opt out, what I think was the third one. Um, kind of gives you an idea of what to look for in your contracts or in your workplace environment when um, giving consent, primarily on projects, you know, about use of ideas, concepts, or, or your image, things like that, a verbiage that you want to look at. Um, definitely something to visit. So if there are any links out there that you guys think are helpful, send it our way. Or if you did find a book, you do know of a book. Oh, yes, or a book, yes, or a book that is actually helpful and actually life-changing. Because I'm sorry, there are books that I've read out there that they just, it's in print, but it's a, such a waste of a it's print. Like horrifying, the lack of consent. Right. And it, it, I would not recommend any of that to you guys, because if I don't believe in myself, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, here we go. Like like Vanessa said earlier, we we we're not going to stand behind a product if we don't believe in it and to me education reading it's something i value so i'm not going to sit here and pretend oh yeah i found right and, and share with you guys when i didn't you know i spent so much time looking and looking and looking but nothing was sticking to me and i know that all these organizations they're way more obviously way more organizations out there you know and um that deals with this and also the lgbtq you know they also um there should I, i'm gonna propose a couple of links i found on that which i didn't mention apologize for that but they you know because rape and it's all this is everybody you know in all walks of life it doesn't matter who you are it just happened so um but there are different organizations that deal with it differently for particular um, situations. So I'll put those links at the bottom as well. So I think the most immediate way of getting information on these kinds of things is through links and articles online because it's at our fingertips. Right, any computer. And but it's yeah, really terrible that way as well. So. I, I appreciate those um, links. 411 with Chubby. 
And the fact that we didn't grow up with half of the, the things we see today. We didn't. But the, the times have changed too and become worse. Assault and rape has been happening forever. But it's now everything's coming to light. Like you said, we have the interwebs. We have um, the media to, to you know, shed light on this. So, and now it's being talked more. And before it's like, todo calladito, you can't. ignorant on it. It's to, it's to be complicit. It, I agree. So, so now that we have these resources, you know, for children, because you don't want a world full of adults that haven't worked through their traumas, you know? And I feel like the fact that there is help now, yeah, it's hopefully a better future. Hopefully. I totally agree. I mean, there's there's resources and, and part of the conversations that are happening is allowing for adults and children as they grow to know that they have a place to go, that they can get help without being judged or fearing that they will be prosecuted. I mean, there's still that fear to a point because we give such authority in certain institutions, I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible, and I just realized we're called No Filters, No Fears. Sometimes we give a lot of authority of police institutions to make choices without uh, really going through the full spectrum of what, of, of what these um, allegations of rape and sexual assault are. They get dismissed too easily still to this day. But... I'm happy to see that there is more conversation, more awareness, um, that validity is being given to um, the Me Too movement and recognition that men um, and trans men and women also have fallen, you know, subject to sexual abuse and rape. So I'm, I'm glad to see that those conversations are happening, but absolutely, if you don't read these articles and try to better yourself and your understanding of how to be, uh, how to properly ask for consent um, and communicate with your friends, your partners, or even strangers, we fall into the trap of repeating histories and, um, and, being, com and being complicit in, in perpetuating certain, um, actions and language that don't serve us anymore. I was gonna say was that it takes that one uncomfortable conversation. Read those uncomfortable articles. Like I've sat and read and read articles of heinous crimes being done to people. Yes, I'm sobbing through them as I'm reading them, but I have to. We we have to. Because this is a reali realization of what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. I, the other day, because it makes it, it makes me feel I'm not the only one out there feeling that way. Um, the other day, I had a conversation with someone. I've been watching a lot of documentaries on multiple things, but in particular, the two documentaries have been about the experience of those in the transgender community. And I sobbed so hard watching both of them. And it wasn't, it was because, and we mentioned this in every episode, I was able, things resonated with me. I am not trans, 
but certain experiences resonated with me. And because those parts resonated, the rest of their experience that I could never understand fully or experience made me feel and made me cry and made me sad. And I was talking to a friend and um, the comment was like, you know, and it, it was a very valid, very useful piece of advice, like maybe pull back and don't, and give yourself time to, to heal and assimilate that information. And if I was really feeling bogged down by it, maybe I would have, but I feel that to, to a point, it's important to feel that sadness, even if it's not yours. It's important to shed those tears, those tears of empathy. And like you're saying, to sit in that uncomfortable moment, to read those uncomfortable articles. It's important because what I feel has happened is that we've allowed ourselves to become complacent in certain things that happen in the world around us. And we detach emotionally, um, partially for mental health purposes, but also because it's easier to not have to feel that hurt and to not have to feel like that story could be your story. But then when it finally does get around to you, you feel it that much harder. So it serves us more, I feel, to sit in that uncomfortability and in that sadness and cry those tears and see what we do with it at that moment versus waiting for it to affect us directly. Yeah. What hurts what hurts my brother hurts me. What hurts my sister hurts me. And by that, I don't mean my literal brother or sister, <laughs> you know. What hurts my community hurts me. Whether immediately, whether direct, indirectly, is going to hurt. Unfortunately, not everybody feels that way because they're like, if it's not happening to me, then it's not happening. I, it never happened to me. Yeah, okay, it didn't happen to you, but it did. it's happening. Right. And how can you sit like that, though, and think? And I think a lot of that popped up right now during the Black Lives Matter rising up again, where to a point, sometimes it makes us feel, yes, overwhelmed, but also like, what can I do when there's plenty of that one can do and in different ways, but you feel inconsequential in the grand scheme of things when really you're not. Um, but sometimes it takes some soul searching to, to kind of realize that we are all in this together. It's a nice thing to say, but to back it up that we're all in this together takes effort. And sometimes we're afraid to put in that effort or take that time. Um, and everybody has their moments and how they come to it in different ways. So I'm not, I'm not trying to sound judgy pants or point fingers, but um, we we have been kind of conditioned to be in that bubble if it's not affecting me. And I don't think we can afford that anymore because even though it's it's not directly your situation, the person in that situation may or may not be able to rise above it without the assistance of someone outside that situation. Right. So it is our job. 
And this is why I also became an advocate and an activist. Like, and that became because I, I didn't know there was a word for it. And I was in high school trying to pass petitions to to save this program, to do this, to let's yeah. do that, you know? But obviously, as I grew older and I realized, wait, th there's a title for that, activist, uh, you know, advocate. It, it came, I, I, I do it because it needs to be done. If not you, then who? Then I am going to, you don't want to do it? That's fine. Don't, don't do it. I'll do it for the both of us. But then you'll see how this is the how what we're doing all the activists and advocates in the world it's affecting you and it's working out f for everybody because we we need we need this uncomfortable conversations you know and i am damn freaking proud that we're doing this podcast for that reason too yeah yes we may cry every time we do a podcast <laughs> and it, it but we have to I just wouldn't like to see us all become a nation that is more focused on the problems than on finding a solution. That is more focused on, the fact is history is history and not all of it is good and pretty and not all of it is bad, but it's already, it is history. And that can't, that can't be changed. What is born from it what is grown from it, that's what we can do something about. Right. And I just hope that we become um, a people because I don't think it, it's even just the United States. I think it's a global thing, a collective consciousness, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, my favorite word. Uh, a, a people that focus on only the problems that have been, the problems that exist. Yes, mention them, but do something about it. Be able to also provide the solution because you know what the problem has been, because you know what the history has been. Don't set your mind on repeating it by repeating actions from those experiences. I would like us to focus on, on solutions and on compassion and on progress. True, but you know what, what hurts me the most that People focus in la vida de, de tal fulano, ah, they get, you know, and be start, they judge other people. And I'm like, you're going to waste this valuable mind in, your, in, in the fact that you're able to do something on your neighbor because one is sleeping with whoever. Like, can we come together, like you said, in a better society, you know, mm -hmm. and come together for the actual causes um, that are problems that are out there. Yeah. This is yeah. what town hall meeting should be a thing again. Yeah. It took my thirteen. Do you remember what I told you and how we came to the whole conversation about like having that topic about children are listening? Yeah. It was my student, a thirteen year old girl saying that another thing, another way that quarantine has affected her is seeing all the nonsense that happens on social media amongst adults focusing on shit that doesn't matter. I'm gonna say town hall meetings, you know what they are, right? Like when the town gets together, yeah. the time get, that should be a thing. I don't know if it's a thing, I, it's not a thing where I live. They should literally do it. You know why? Because we could address the problems that are happening in the community, you know, and we could talk about them and come together and see what we could do to make everything better instead of 
pensando en el tal fulano, en el, you know, nonsense, like you said. If a 13-year-old has the mind to, to want to put her energy to something better, what makes you think that like, you as a grown-ass adult can't? about like whether there is or not town hall things meeting they don't make it very accessible to the general public like you really got to go looking for it and want to know what it is and where it is but right. those are things that should be readily available to the population right what what time what day is that on because right, example, coral gables is very good about that coral gables is very good about like in everything announcing when their uh, city hall uh, meetings are being held and come to, to their residents. And their residents are very involved, you know, critican Coral Gables, but they, for all intents and purposes, and if you want your voice and a different thing to be heard, then show up, show up. I think that that's another thing, they're showing up. We just gotta show up for one another. Literally, if you care for something, do that. Why, if the people that know me, they know that I've been to so many marches and so, to so many of them. They know that I'm not just there to for face. It's literally just because we I care. We want to help, mm -hmm. you know? And yes, I, I probably have missed one march or, or two, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't doing work behind. Preach. I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> But but and the and it's not about oh I'm better than you or oh you it's not that guys it's that you care for something you do something something as simple as having the conversation at home which we've talked about that is still you bringing awareness and doing your part but sometimes we're afraid to have those conversations because there's there's never a right time for certain conversations. Right? You don't want to mess up the vibe in the room, but you totally can. If there really is comfortability and there really is love and you're coming from a place of love, uncomfortable conversations don't have to be that uncomfortable. I think we've placed this idea that confrontation, right? Or discussion is negative. It doesn't have to be. Confronting a matter with someone, right? Does not have to be negative. It can be conducive to, to positive change. It can be produ productive. And, and guys, we're not saying that you have to be sad all the time. That's not what we're saying. Like, I, I not all, all the topics are sad. Not all the, like you've seen our episodes, we give you breaks, you know, because we- We give we also, our breaks. <laughs> we also need to take a break from all this information, like this, like this episode. So is a, the biggest elephant in our room and we we need to talk about it sit next to the elephant i don't care but we need to talk about it yeah my mama always said you gotta face it to erase it and we hear all of those pretty like little quotes that we think are so cliche face it to erase it you gotta grow grow through it or go through it to whatever the hell it is they're cliche they're cheesy but they are true El sol no se tapa con un bendito dedo. No. You can't 
you can't pretend something is not there. You 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 gotta gotta face your own issues, and you gotta face world issues. It's a lot of things to do, and it can be overwhelming. No one is pushing you or rushing you to go through a phase that you're not ready for. But to definitely awaken yourself to the possibility that your experience and the experience of those after us can be different. If it's too uncomfortable for you guys to talk about it, do baby steps. Um, choose the least one that you are uncomfortable with and at least try to go to it and, 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 and be uncomfortable with it. Pero little by little until you're able to dis discuss bigger topics that are so uncomfortable you just want to cry all day. Yeah. But I'm trying to to be more aware, to be more conscious of how you talk, how you speak, what you see, what you're intaking, you know, who who are you giving consent to, you know, and patterns will change, you know, like me and Vanessa, I'm pretty sure I've grown since this podcast, you know, because there's a lot of things I'm like, oh, wait, wow. Like even when we talked about consent earlier about my photography in a way that I've never thought about it before. We will grow together. Yes, another cliche one. But, you know, we got to talk about it. I feel like now definitely from this episode, I think, and I hope the same applies to anyone who, who watches it. I definitely know that there'll be a lot of new conversations for me even with existing relationships that have certain agreements and that have certain understandings of whether I've crossed any lines consensually for for their comfort or their, you know, because maybe I've taken that for granted and not, not intentionally and not out of a place of malice, it just, it just has happened because we are, you know, we, we're not taught to ask certain things. I now learned something that was so wow to me that I would love to adopt. Can I give you a compliment? Are you okay with that? You know, so I definitely foresee a lot of those conversations happening. And then in a weird, awkward, uncomfortable way, just, you know, I've been talking about this. We did a podcast about it. This happened to me. How do you feel about it now? It doesn't have to be weird. Right. We should be able to talk to each other about crazy stuff without feeling that the other person is going to be put off. And if they automatically run, then that's a sign in and of itself in it. That does not the person like, doesn't make them a bad person. It's just maybe not the kind of, you know, situation that you needed to be in. They weren't the right person. They, you, certain topics that you can just talk to the person right. about. Right. So. And, it, and it's okay. And you just know that and you don't, touch that base, but if it makes them run off, de una, like, look, if the Hamilton thing would have made Chuby shut down all no filters, no fears projects from here to the future, I would have been like, oh, dodge that bullet. If that trivial thing was more important than everything that we've lived together up until now, I would have been like, listen, I'm real glad we didn't keep going, you know? Because right. <laughs> right. I'm glad that happened. It's such a good example for things. 
I mean, it is. And the thing is that obviously I didn't tell you because I know you care for it so much. But I, I as, as a person that you are, to that I know you to be, I know you wouldn't be like, I chewy, I can't be your friend anymore because you don't like Hamilton. All right. I would have been like, I didn't lose anything then if that's how you feel. Because it's, like you said, it's trivial. But I also didn't bring it up to you because it wasn't important. Right. Now, if you were to one of those things that you weren't keeping something from me, like. Right, right. It came up so many times that you're like, by the way, since we're going to keep talking about it, just know. Which that's, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that in all of my relationships, like if a particular topic keeps coming up and you're just not good with it, it helps me know where you're at, right? Like, okay, we don't talk about it. There's a zillion other things that we can discuss. A million other musicals, too. I was just about to say, I'm like, there's plenty of other musicals that we could talk about because I like musicals. Like, me and my mom will watch musicals all the time. You know, and like Grease is my favorite. Um, you like movie. Yes, it's my favorite movie of all times of life and life and life and life. I love and it. I, and I've seen Grease, the in the musical Grease, you know, and um, yeah. So talking about musicals, what about Music Mondays with Vanna? What happened with that? Damn, you do a really good transition to Music Mondays. Like that way. <laughs> Yeah, Music Mondays with Bonnie. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes we're like heavier topics like this, like consent. Um, uh, you wonder if it's appropriate to do a playlist and what will go on said playlist. Um, for particular heavy topics, I don't ever want to emphasize the hurt, right, or the trigger. Um, so for something like this, I wasn't going to make it about those negative experiences. Um, but I was able to find some great songs. Actually, Juby introduced me to a phenomenal freaking song and a great artist, because the rest of uh, her music is great. La Muchacha. That La Muchacha translates to the girl, but that's her name, La Muchacha. La that's Muchacha, her name. Juby um, discovered this song called No Me Tocas Mal, Don't Touch Me Bad, which, hello, how perfect. Um, but she approaches it with a really cool beat or whatever, but the lyrics are fuego. She spits serious truth. Do you have a little clip for it? Or can we put the song out there? I have it on our, on our playlist. She's a Colombian artist. I love, love her. She's so sweet. Look at that guitar. I kind of want to, you know what, the musical will do a double post so we can put the lyrics of the song. It's soulful. No, 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 no,
queriéndome comer, queriendo y no, no, no me toques mal. I dig it. And the lyrics towards the end of the song are really what I was like, oh, she better say that. Huh? Yeah, and I mean, the we got all different sorts of genres as usual. And we have on there Aretha Franklin. We've got um, Anthony Hamilton, which is an awesome R&B artist. I love him. Selena Gomez is on there. Yeah, some Beyonce. Um, there's also this other group, this one right here, that's very little known. Uh, it's in Portuguese. So we actually have some Portuguese on the playlist this time. Mamita Peyote. That's the name of the band? What's it called? It's very like, it has a reggae vibe. I dig it. But it's called Consentimiento. Um, so they talk about consent and about what a good experience it is when you have it. There's even a song on there from Flight of the Condors, which is these two dudes that make up funny lyrics, but it's called the kiss. A kiss is not a contract, which is what we just we talked about. It like it doesn't. You're not entitled to anything just because you're on this date or because you bought dinner. So um, and more songs obviously will be added as we find more. Um, and those are the songs that actually have the word consent in the title. If you know of any other songs that deal with the subject that don't necessarily have it in the title, you know that the Spotify playlists are open, they're um, collaborative. So you can add whatever songs you like that fit that particular topic. All of them are collaborative, so you can always add songs to previous uh, playlists from other episodes. And that's it for Music Mondays with Bunny. <laughs> I was listening to La Muchacha, that song. I repeated it like seven. And then, because I, I, uh, I'm I, a person that, and she writes her music to her lyrics and everything. I am a, I love lyrics. So I like, so I went and and, and studied the song and, and heard it over and over and over and over. And just because I wanted to under make sure that the words that I was listening to, then there was this, um, phrase soy una bruja rebelde que ya no se traga el olvido hello that's part of the that's part of the the song and i was like wow you know because in in to me that means like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop talking about it you know que me trago el olvido like I'm gonna swallow the past and not talk about it, but I'm going to. I'm not gonna do that anymore. And that's what that, that lyric right there met, it, it spoke to me because I was like, damn Skippy, we're not, we're not gonna, you know, yeah, it's okay to heal from your past, but that doesn't mean that you cannot talk about it anymore and be like, oh, Se acabó and that's it, you know, and not bring awareness to it. So very powerful lyrics, guys. And very just very. I, I want to listen to her. And the flight of the is a little bit funnier take on it because they are silly dudes, 
but it's very serious because they're talking about how, um, you know, consent of a man, right? Which is something we rarely hear about, but they're like, just because we're in a novelty band and just because we're kissing right now doesn't mean we're going to do something else. Because men can say no too, y'all. <laughs> I found a video on YouTube, I'm sorry, from the Me Too movement of a men talking about it. I sent Ooh. you the link. Yes, yeah. and I could not finish watching the video because obviously it's very heavy. But the fact that there were men talking about it, you know, patriarchy and all, about how they behave and how they've noticed, even comedians were on the table too. They're like, they were retrospecting things like, oh, I remember making jokes like that and, 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 and wow, you know, and, and them saying how they have done and the people that they know that are friends, but they're good people that have done this, you know, and it's like, uh, it opened my mind to a different, obviously a different perspective because we haven't, I haven't seen any men actually sit there and own up to their shit. Men can post that. So I will be putting the link in the description because you guys need to watch it. Yeah. Because it was very informative as well. And mind you, men in all sorts of life, actors, singer, dancers, you name it, colors, ages, everything. That's awesome. And I thought it was a very good video. And I found that like three, three, four years ago, but I just could never finish the goddamn thing. So I hope. <laughs> Whoever does, let me know how it goes because I will try. I'm gonna sit there in that uncomfortableness. I'm gonna do it. But yeah. Watch it in seconds. Right? Yeah, that's a good idea. See? Good idea. It took me watching the Marsha P. Johnson thing in segments. Because oh, it would did? get yeah, I had to watch it in segments because it 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 got very emotional for me. I'm like, and I went. Yeah. There's there's also um if you guys have any movies or any series that you guys um watch that deals with certain topics like this, like the one in Netflix called Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I know you want to watch it, so you 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 can watch it, but that one worth the watch. Good, it's worth the watch. Uh, and the cast is pretty awesome. Badass yeah. ladies. Um, there's a there's a show. I don't know if it's Hulu or Showtime or what it is. I don't remember the name of it. I will find it and I will send it to you later. But it's about this man who was incar wrongfully incarcerated, a black man wrongfully incarcerated, in prison forever. Becomes a lawyer to get himself out. In, is that and the it's a true story? To get himself out, but he starts taking cases of other inmates who were wrongfully imprisoned. And it's his journey to get to get to his court date because he they won't even give him a court date. They I didn't know. fully investigate. Crazy stuff. And based on a true story, which is the fact of so many of those in prison right now. Talking about that, let me tell you something. This deals with um, the rape and the sexual assault thing. Did you, there's a law called restorative justice. Uh -huh. This law, this system, um, is a system of criminal justice which focuses on 
the rehabilitations of the offenders through reconciliation with victims. So the victim and the offender, they sit with each other to talk about why he did this or why she did this and talk to the victim. And you sit there and you have that option if you want it in the court system to sit with your offender instead of, you know, sending him off to jail or you know, the death penalty. When I heard of this one, mind you, it's an option. You're able to legally do this if you want to, to sit with your offender. And there's people who've, who've obviously acted for this. I mean, and I am not a therapist, but in therapy, you know, but this is that's the, this is what they do with phobia. I don't necessarily know how comfortable I feel with this particular thing being an option, but you know, they make you face the fear they put you in that environment um but this is a whole different animal i don't i don't think i know enough of the benefits of it but for my personal opinion that's some shit when i read when i heard it and read about it and saw a case i i heard testimonies of people opting out for this option in my mind i was like who is it bringing peace to? Because I had a lot of questions. You know, like, yeah. you're sitting here with the person that just violated you. And I need to, I, I, I really need to understand how you're not ripping their hearts out. Because it's like you're sitting right in front of them. And it's like, how are you feeling? Like, what yeah. the hell is... So I don't know. I I different I different ways. I can I can understand if that's someone's way of healing and they benefit something from it. Uh, I don't know that that would be my choice. And I mean, when it comes to, for example, a theft, there's multiple layers to why a theft can happen. If it's like a really serious burglary, no, you did that. You had the intention. But if it's somebody stealing a piece of bread because they're hungry, you know, there, there's certain there's things behind that. But when it comes to something like rape. No amount of justifying can excuse you not hearing a no and still acting. No matter what a great guy or great gal or great, you know, they you are, you ignored a person's no. You ignored, you took advantage of someone's, you know, physical weakness at that moment, right? Um, you know better. There is no, they didn't know better. I don't I don't believe that when it comes to rape. I mean, there is the situations where it's like um, individuals on the spectrum that have certain uh, mental um, disabilities that, that they act sexually, right? And they don't understand the thought process behind it. They just act. But still, but still, it's not excusable. It still requires, in my opinion, to be dealt with and they should be held accountable regardless. But specifically for the people que están completamente cuerda, that they, 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 they are of their right mind. And, and no, there is no, there's no excuse. There's only an apology. 
and you know the abuser's choice the abuse the person abused they have if they want to to forgive for their own sake absolutely but there's no for something like rape uh do you do you remember the law or whatever the court system wants to call it called the gay panic defense yes i have heard this it is the most absurd shit ever it is unbelievable to me oh wait to those who don't know the the gay panic defense is a legal strategy in which a defendant claims they acted in a state of violence temporary insanity committing assault or murder because of unwanted same-sex sexual advances so yeah so when i read this that you literally could say oh i okay i get it and you're in the trans community and then all of a sudden going on a date you don't realize that this person hasn't told you that they're trans yet that does not fucking give you the right to use your homophobia and claim gay panic defense and murder them you can get upset Right, right. Upset and how could you not tell me this and walk the fuck away? But to murder them? But to get to the point of beating them senseless into unconsciousness or killing them, that is, to me, it automatically is intent. Like, I don't, the, the Laramie Project was a play based on a true story of a boy who was at a bar gay openly gay they all knew it but these straight men took him tied him to a fence beat the crap out of him tied him to a fence and let left him there to die there's no need those are acts of hate they're not acts of panic defense there's no it, it, you can panic i mean panic but panic without putting your hands on somebody right what does panic look like to you ah, i don't know what to do and you won <laughs> I don't know what to do. Ah, now like, I kill you. Like I don't. Like I understand he he, uh, the person didn't consent to be in a date with who he thought the person was. I understand that, but it does not give you the right when this information is being disclosed to you, and they're telling you this. You're, you're gonna go on a killing spree and just, what? Yeah, no. So anyway, I, I will put all, the, all these laws things in the description so you guys could get more informed about it. How the legal system sucks. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, I do appreciate that there's a lot of things that protect um, rights and people, but there's so many intricacies and loopholes. Right. That, um, and there's so many things that get ignored because it doesn't benefit a particular party. You know what I mean? That it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want there to not be laws. I want there to be all inclusive laws. And like you said earlier, there are some laws that are so old and out of outdated that they do not need to even be here still. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. And if they are here, can you change it to fit these times right now? Because they're old. So we've talked we've talked about consent about I mean it's many different ways. Sexual, workplace, etc. I think most of it that we agreed with is that 
conversation and consideration for another human being. You're not the only one in the room, in the space, in the moment. Someone else's feelings and um, needs also count. Um, I just hope that you guys are mindful of what you say, how you say it, who and what, whatever you're addressing to, and you know, respect each other. Yeah. Reading is essential. Do it. Always. You don't know something? Ask questions. You want to talk to somebody about somebody? Do it. You're afraid of something? Baby steps. Because I know it's easy yeah. for everybody. But there's resources. Remember, the interrupts exist for a reason. We are in a, in a time where we could get the information for free. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to be compassionate, to be kind, to be considerate or understanding of someone else. In the end, if it's for the seeking of a benefit, in the end, all of those things do benefit us. Um, and I hope you guys go to the playlist, check out the links that should be shared within the 411. <laughs> and we'll see you next Monday. Oh, yes, I was gonna say, um, I always ask for permission because consent matters for both parties receiving and giving should be mutually disclosed and do not steal kisses from people ask yeah i thought stealing kisses are nice but if i back away from you don't do it again <laughs> right um and i hope you guys learn something from from us and just share as much as information with us as well just send us everything or anything you guys have. And with that being said, stay fearless and see you next episode. See you next episode, guys. Stay safe.